You're listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And I have a question for today's podcast episode. All right, fire away. On a previous podcast, we had talked about the Nine Marks books, and, and you mentioned David Helm's expositional preaching book. Expository preaching book. Expository yep. preaching book. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to grow my preaching, and I'm in seminary right now, but I'm not taking a preaching class. And I look at my bookshelf, and I've got like 15 books on preaching. What do you, what, I don't even know where to start. What was the most beneficial to you in, in becoming a better preacher? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, the first thing I would say is preaching. Sure. Preaching. Some reps in. Yep. Preaching helps you preach, but preach with intentionality. And go back and listen to yourself or watch yourself, as horrible as that is. I hate that. Man, I had a professor, my preaching professor, when I was working on my master's, uh, we recorded ourselves. And then we lit- and so then you go back and you can hear yourself. And then you go back and watch without any volume. So you can Ooh. so you can sort of look at your mannerisms and eye contact and nuances and but here's the thing I want to start with this you said what you know what's what's kind of the best the very most important thing is good preaching right preaching preaching that will have an impact is biblically grounded and handles the text correctly right. you know you show yourself and as approved workman rightly handling the text Paul's instruction to Timothy you preach the word as an ambassador of what God has already said not what you want to say not your clever pithy thing so you know what you could have all the best hand gestures in the world the best right. eye contact in the world but if you're not proclaiming with the authority of God's word his word to the people his people then really it doesn't matter what your hand gesture is. It's just a cool TED Talk or whatever. Right, and I think that's a really good point. I've heard the saying that repetition is the motor of learning, and it's one thing to get a bunch of reps in, but if you're not doing the right thing, then you're just learning continually how to do the wrong thing. I think that's a huge problem with a lot of preaching. And So when I started, let's just go back a little bit. Before seminary, certainly, and then even kind of when I was in seminary, my approach to, man, I want to be a good preacher was, Look around, find a guy who's cool, find a guy who's popular, right. uh, and then do what he does. Okay, that's a terrible way to learn how to preach. Number one, most of the time, we don't even know why he does what he does. So you're copying something without understanding the work that's underneath it. Okay, I'll give you uh, an illustration that I stole mostly from Dr. Plummer about Greek language. But if you just looked at somebody and said, I'm going to copy what they do, so I'm going to wear the same clothes they wear. Right. The problem is you might not have put on underwear. Sure. Or an undershirt. Or you don't know why they chose the clothes they chose. Right. Or you don't. Okay, so you just look like something. So I would preach with the same mannerisms, and, and I wouldn't yeah. understand what, what was the preacher trying to do when he went this direction or that direction. Plus, I didn't take into consideration he's speaking to a particular context. Right. Right? That's his church point. needed to hear certain things. And yet, I'm not copying his sermons, but I'm copying his style. Okay, my where I was preaching didn't need to hear that kind of style, right? Yep. Uh, so, so you don't just want to emulate right. what you see. You God called you to be a preacher, which, by the way, I haven't read that Steve Lawson called the preach book. But you said you read that. Yeah, I, I just grabbed a handful of books because it, it's hard not to know where to start. Because, like you said, I, I, I've seen preachers who preach a certain way. They hold a mic a certain way because they've seen somebody do the, that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay, know? so let's go back though. So this like, this book I haven't read, but there's some others. You have to understand your calling to preach, and then from there, right. take that biblical text to say I'm going to rightly handle the word of truth. I'm going to deliver that to a congregation of people, especially if they're the ones you're pastoring week in week out. That's going to to 
herald the word in such a way that the gospel and the word of God together are transforming the lives of the hearers. I'm going to be faithful to that. So you said, where did you start? Yeah. Uh, I got, I'm going to turn around here real quick. This Called to Preach book is a great book for, like, am I even called to preach? It can't, Lassa does a really good job of saying, like, here's the calling for being a preacher and a pastor, and here's what that looks like. So then when you look at preaching, what are some of the books that have helped you? So here's what I'm doing. I'm turning around. I'm looking at my bookshelf. Uh, the books that have helped me have helped me because I've looked at a lot of them together. In fact, I'll go through some things that have been helpful. Uh, well, I could throw out a bunch of books that are, let's see here. Um I'm just going to stand up here. Hopefully our, our audience can hear. Um, some of the most helpful books. Uh, From and Before God. I can't pronounce this guy's oh, last yeah. name. That is a really, really helpful book. B&H. Expository Exaltation from Piper was good. Yeah. Um, the Impact Preaching by Wilson, Watson, Kuykendall, and Johnson. And actually, Watson was one of your professors. And yeah. Was Kuykendall one of your professors? Kuykendall was one of your professors, and uh, Wilson was one of mine, and uh, that's a great book. Um, What about that biblical preaching book? Biblical preaching by Robinson is a classic that's been around forever. This is really kind of the three-point. It says development of an expository message. Eh, It was helpful when I was getting started. This is not probably one I'd recommend starting on now a little dated maybe yeah not so much dated but just it's very structured very formulated um in ways that might not be helpful i'll tell you what's been the most helpful uh for me there is a whole series of lectures on how kind of piper did his stuff and you can find it for free on youtube I took that. So what you do is you say, that's kind of what that guy's doing. You learn from another guy. You learn from another guy. You learn from another guy. And then what you do is you say, what's the common threads that would be helpful for me? So Piper's thing is really helpful. The Charles Simeon Trust guys, uh, those courses, very helpful in being true and and, and anchored to the text well. Uh, David Helm and his preaching book is just a good little tiny start. Uh their preachers talk the the podcast those guys put together those are those are free easy resources um i think you can also find brian chappelle uh has a thing on how he does it so you can find the the professor's lectures so you take that stuff and then you start going to some of the other sources john Broadus, the father of expository preaching i read his work and that was incredibly helpful because a lot of guys say oh i'm an expository preacher and it turns out they're not okay they do what's called biblical preaching um not saying that non-biblical preaching is not biblical but biblical preaching is what spurgeon did uh in a way initially it's what um martin lloyd jones did until later in his life biblical preaching is saying the point of my passage is the the point of the message yeah and that's how john uh, or not John, uh, Mark Dever defines expository preaching. The point of the message is the point of the passage. However, when you go to Broadus, which, by the way, Charles Spurgeon said John Broadus was the best living preacher of Spurgeon's day. Wow. So, okay, if Spurgeon thinks that's a good preacher, I'm going to read that guy. Now, there's some stuff there. You, I mean, all the stuff you want to take cautiously, but true expository preaching is saying the point of my message is the point of the passage, but also the points that get me there come from the passage. They're the arguments from the points, opposed to the point of my message is the point of the passage, but then to get there, I can go all around. I can go to psychology. I can go to other scriptures everywhere. I can go to 
I can get there from lots of avenues. True expository preaching, opposed to biblical preaching, is getting there genuinely with the text. Um, so it's- some guys, and this is the, and when you start reading and you start thinking about these things, some guys say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm just going to preach verse by verse." Right. And the irony of most of those guys is they actually preach topically. Sure. And there's a place for topical preaching. And someone goes, well, how are they preaching topically? Well, because they're going along. They're not understanding the, the, the message in context or the passage in context. They're finding a word they like. A bam, they're off to the races. Right. Talking about that word, showing where it shows up everywhere else in the text. I mean, right. I, I think when you start reading people who are serious about preaching, listening to people who are serious about preaching... Um, uh, um, Alistair Begg yeah. in his leadership talks about this when you start taking a larger collection of stuff and putting it together that's probably the most helpful so your question is like where do you start if it sounds I'm, like everywhere <laughs> If I, I'm going to have to start preaching that what I'm sharing isn't very fair yeah. because it's, it's so big but where you start is listen to good preaching and think about what they're doing and when I say good preaching I don't mean man that guy's cool and he has cool lines when you walk away from a sermon, you're done. Did you learn something from the Word of God? Was it pressed on you that it would change you in some way? Did God have an interaction with you because of the faithfulness of the preacher? Those are the guys you want to listen to. Yeah. And then find out who they read, find out who their guys were, right. and go to those guys. And you did a whole podcast series, I think, on that, of like preachers, preachers. I went to a bunch of <laughs> preachers, yeah. So I, went, I asked a bunch of preachers, who do you listen to? You know, I listen to a lot of sermons. I listen to three or four or five sermons a week yes. um, that are, uh, some of them, you can actually go, if you go on a, there's a podcast, I can't remember what it's called, Spurgeon Today, or there's a family, the intros are like a little kid that reads the intro, there, then there's a hey, person. We have one of those. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, that's where I got the idea, I liked it. Uh, actually, that's not true, that's not where I got the idea, but um, they do the same thing. In any case... Uh, it's uh, Spurgeon's sermons read really well. Um, so I listen to, to those. You listen to, like Martin Lloyd-Jones, okay, okay, what's he doing here and why was this powerful? And then listen to somebody, you know, listen to a variety of people. Listen to local people who, sure. who frankly, aren't popular, right? They're not preaching to the masses. They're preaching to their congregation faithfully. Listen to them. Um, get a variety and you'll start to pick up on some of the things that are the most valuable and beneficial, and my encouragement to be rightly handle the text. Oh, one more book, and then I'll jump back to some some helpful how tos. Uh, the Handbook of Contemporary Preaching. I see that. Okay, yourself. that's a whole bunch of different articles and and entries about different types of preaching. Um, so I think I think Al Mohler wrote the one for expository preaching, and right off the bat, he said, "I can't make a case for expository preaching without a topical approach." <laughs> like, right? So, yeah. But it, it'll help you think about it'll think it'll help you think about preaching. I would say if you just ha- if you can only read one book on how to, I would probably suggest "From and Before God: A Practical Introduction to Expository Preaching" by Sigil Michelin. Or whatever. That book was not originally wrote in English. No, it wasn't. No, and I love that so. about it. I love that about it. Um, the other one, let me see here. Oh, if you're going to be a preacher, you should also read Listen Up, A Practical Guide oh, to Listening yeah. to Sermons by Christopher Ash, so that you have a better handle on how right. you're going to listen to sermons as you're listening to them. And then, um, so that, that uh, From and Before God would be a really good 
how to get started place. And then the other one, now this one, I really like this one. Nobody's going to like this one. I have uh, that book and it looks daunting. It's gigantic. So uh, this book is outstanding. It's outstanding, but you have to understand what you're getting into. Okay, you really do. Uh, so this is Reformed Preaching, Proclaiming God's Word from the Heart of the Preacher to the Heart of His People by Joel Beakey. Okay, and there's this really cool drawing of a really fancy, weird, old-timey old like pulpit. Um, <laughs> so here's what this book is, though, and this is where this is where you could probably, if you were just getting started, skip some things. It's, it's a three-part, let's see here. It's a three-part book. Part one, Reformed Experiential Preaching Defined and Described. What is Reformed Experiential Preaching? So I'd read part one. Part two is amazing, except it's a lot. Part two is big. It's a lot of history, and it's not going to tell you how to preach, but it is really helpful. It highlights old preachers. Reformed preachers. So uh, the preachers of Zwingli and and Bollinger, and then Calvin, and Beza, and then you have the introduction of the Puritan preaching, and then a whole bunch of Puritans, Perkins, and Sibs, and Rogers, and Goodwin, and Bunyan, and I mean, Bunyan was, you know, apparently he was a very serious preacher, um, and it goes on, and it gets into some of the more modern folks, and ends with uh, Lloyd-Jones, but then, so you skip part two, if you don't have time, part three is preaching experientially today, and it gives you some guidance on kind of where and how to start. Most of these are not just like, take your page. Start yeah. with, that would be Haddon Robinson's, but then sure. everybody ends up with a three-point sermon that's whatever, and that always isn't the right way to do it. You want to follow the text, but you're going to start to get comfortable. Then the last thing I would say is, talk to your pastor. Yeah. Say, hey, how do you do this? Can you walk me through it? Would you mind giving me your notes or your manuscript before you preach it so I can follow along? How did you get here? What commentaries do you go to? How did you think through this? How did you... How did you make the argument, right? How did you come to these conclusions? Talk that out. That's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. It's not, preparing a sermon is not so easy as a how-to, here's a one step. And then guess what? Preach your first sermon, and I can't remember who said it. I know Alistair Begg quotes it all the time. I don't know if it was Spurgeon. I don't know if it was some Puritan. But they said, keep your old sermon so you have something to cry over. Right. Like, (laughs) Like you go back, and I do that. Like, ooh, here's some of my early preaching. But praise the Lord for that. Because I can go back and go, okay, God is helping me improve. (laughs) Preaching is definitely a a lot more complex than a TED Talk. And I think it's because of the weight of the authority of who you're speaking on behalf of. A TED Talk, you're the expert. Right. A sermon, God is the expert. Exactly. So you don't have to share your expertise. You shouldn't, in fact. Yeah. You have to say what God gave you to say. Absolutely. Right? Whereas a TED Talk, you get to say what you want to say. I think that was the point you made earlier of listening not to just good preachers, but faithful preachers. Yeah. You know? And I like what you've shared here as far as just a wide variety of resources from videos to books to local pastors to your pastor. Right. Well, here, let me... um, So let me throw this out at you. These are some of the people that I listen to. I interrupted, but I'm going to pull this up in my kind of my podcast folder here. Um, so, uh, David Helm is actually a pretty good preacher. I listen to John Piper. There are things I'm like, man, what are you doing here, Piper? Uh, I do have some grace to use stuff with John MacArthur. John MacArthur doesn't believe in 
uh, him providing an application. He lets the Holy Spirit do that. I think I think some of our preachers in the Bible would fail if that were the case uh, under that standard, but he's in there. I don't listen to him a lot. But Martin Lloyd-Jones, um, John Stott has Ooh, actually been yeah. uh, a really interesting uh, preacher. Some of the guys at Williams... Uh, what's the name of this church? Uh, I forgot the name of this church. So Dick Lucas, whatever church he's at. Um, he's an older guy, but he handles the text in an amazing way. He has a cool Scottish accent. Nice. Um, Alistair Begg's preaching has been fruitful for me. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, for sure. I listen to a lot of Martin Lloyd-Jones. Um, I'm thinking through some of the rest of the list. Who am I missing? Uh, I listen to Red Sermons from Spurgeon. There's some other places you can find some of those. Read sermons. Oh, the stuff at Ligonier. Sometimes I'll catch a uh, R.C. Sproul sermon, something like that. Um, trying to think. And then I listen to a bunch of these. Whoops, I just started to play. Then I listen to some local guys. Oh, here's Spurgeon.com is the name of that. Nice. Um, the local guys. I have a few of those guys that do some preaching. Um, that's kind of the list of the go-to guys for the most part. Yeah. Um, because they faithfully handle the text, and then they walk through it well. well. I don't know how much this has helped me because what you've mentioned everything, and I want to start everywhere. Oh, so what was your qu- <laughs> wait? What was your question? My question where was like, I where start? to start? And these all sound like great options and places to start. Okay, I dumped off a ton. If you've never even thought about preaching, but you think you might be called, you do need to deal with that. So maybe well, I that, think called, that called, awesome to preach, book. Yeah. called to preach. I think getting an overview of it, it, handling the text would be David Helms. Maybe start with David Helms' book before you dive into the Reformed preaching. Yep, David Helms' book is a good start and overview. It's really helpful. Um, just to get your thoughts around how do I do this and what do I do. Right. Uh, start listening to those preacher's talks, but none of those are going to be like, oh, i got to preach a sermon next week. Where do I right. start? Uh, while I could say go to these various how-tos. Actually, you know what? The, I'm standing back up again. Hey, wait, give me my reform. You took my reform preaching book. No, this one's mine. Yours is over there. It, okay. Whew. Uh if you say, hey, I'm pretty sure the Furman Before God has a thing in the back on it. Let me take a look here real fast. Um, just some really basic, I think it has something. I'm trying to remember. Just the very end of it's like, where do I get started? Start here. By the way, let me just read some of the people who suggest this book. I don't know who that guy is because some of these people are from other countries. But D.A. Carson, John MacArthur, Paul Washer, Brian Chappelle... Some other foreign guys. Those are some faithful guys. Yeah, some other foreign guys are Joel Beakey, David Helm. Nice. Uh, yeah, this book This book is, I think this is my favorite one. Yeah. I'm looking really quick if it has a how-to section because I don't remember. Yeah, part three, step-by-step preparation of an expository sermon. Choose a passage, study the passage, structure the sermon, prepare the sermon, apply the sermon. And that's all coming on the heels of... Okay, so this book is From and Before God, A Practical Introduction to Expository Preaching by a guy I can't pronounce his name, uh, B&H, and when was this thing published? This was published, what? I think it's a little newer. It's a little newer, like five years ago, six years ago. I'm taking, I'm looking for, there's so many recommendations here that i got to go through pages of, of all the recommendations to get to the copyright page. Uh, 2019. Okay. Um, B&H Publishing. Yeah, this book... I might just read this again. I might need to put this on my sabbatical. This is an outstanding book. So that's where I would say start there. Gotcha. Um, this is going to have a lot of overlap with what David Helm says. Both those guys are real faithful. Um, 
but uh, that that'd be a good place to start. Maybe I'll have to start there too. I think overall, I think one of the biggest pieces of advice you've given me offline outside of the podcast is as you're looking at these other pastors, these other preachers, examining what they do, you got to find your own preacher's voice. That's right. You told me not to try to preach like you do, not to preach like these guys do. Nope. God called you to preach for a reason. And if he called you to to preach like me, he would have just asked me to preach. Right. So you so. got to be you, be faithful to the text, preach God's message, and be okay with it. And you know what? Be okay with preaching some bad sermons. You're going to preach yeah. some bad sermons when you get started. You might preach some great ones too, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You got five in a row coming up. I got five coming up, and I preached some bad ones, but hopefully there's some great no, ones I think coming in the hopper. I think you got some. I think so. you got a good good series. I think you're going to do good. You've been preaching a bunch. You've got a bunch of so I have some of those template things. I yeah. just like things I've created. Find your way. What Piper does is not have. I mean, Piper takes a piece of paper, sure. folds it in half. He takes scratch paper, like recycled out of a garbage can. Yes. Folds it in half, writes a bunch of stuff on the half. I'm like, I don't... That would drive me nuts. What? Like, that's his style. You have to find what works for you and the rhythms that work for you and then be faithful to to preach. 100%. And the thing I didn't start is you said, where do we start? I was thinking in how to, but you start with praying your face off. And you just pray and pray and pray and pray and then faithfully go with what God gives you. Does that answer your question? I think so. I'm ready to dive in. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.